Hi, I'm Gar Tanner. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The land of the long right cloud is preparing for its V8 weekend of recovery. Of course, the team, we've got highly paid uh, media people at Team Vodafone, so um, they'll come up with the right strategy to, to do what we can for the Christchurch victims. Bargs lands a new sponsorship deal. Yeah, the car looks fantastic and nice bright and orange, so you won't miss it. And Randy Corners will be telling us who's doing what to whom at Hamilton. The front bumpers and rear bumpers and uh, and doors and bonnets and maybe the odd roof's going to have to be repaired. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Stone Brothers Racing is looking forward to heading home for this weekend's event with Shane Van Gisberg and wanting to turn around a Clipsal disaster. Team, everyone's working well together, so that's made the difference. I don't think it's me at all, but um, you know things are just clicking and we're getting better and better week to week. Yeah, well, we've got the stick of, you know, for Christchurch and the Red Cross on the back, so to get a result at Hamilton for all those people affected would be really awesome. Tim Slade is also confident that the team is going to do well, particularly as they're racing on the soft Dunlop tyres. It's fairly apparent that our cars are quite good on the soft tyre as well, and New Zealand, we struggled as a team there last year as well, and... Is um, you know, some things to look forward to. It's not all, all bad. This week, Frosty and Will Davison spent Tuesday visiting the people of Christchurch and looking at the damage caused by the earthquakes. Frosty will this weekend start his 100th V8 supercar race. Yana Living is a Warrigal-based land development construction company that has been announced as the new major sponsor of Jason Barguana's number 14, Bargs told the V8 Insiders that John Castle, the owner of Yarna Living, has had a long involvement with motorsport. John was a, an original old speedway boy. I think he won the, the B-grade championship in a local speedway back in the mid-70s. So he, he loves the sport, he loves the racing. Uh, he often goes to the races, so no, it's been very exciting. Bargs' teammate Jason Bright spoke about what it means to BJR to have a fully sponsored second car. It's never ideal in a sport when you haven't got the right amount of sponsorship to go out there and... and do, do a good job and you know we're, we're a bit unlucky that um you know we obviously lost a sponsor last year and and uh you know very late in the year so it left a, a bit of a hole there but you know i think that we're well on the way to, to filling that hole now and you know fortunately uh you know we didn't didn't have to go too many races without a, a sponsor on there and it's great to see a, a sort of new naming rights sponsor coming in you can hear more from Bargs this week on the White Flag Lap. Marcus Marshall will join Gary Rogers Motorsport for the Enduros. He replaces David Besnard at Fujitsu Racing. Besnard, who's signed with Jim Beam Racing, 
where Marshall drove last year. It's reported that Marshall had been considering driving at Wilson Security Racing, but had gone with the Holden team instead. Michael Patrizzi has been confirmed as returning to Triple F Racing. Patrizzi once again looking forward to returning to the main game at Phillip Island and Bathurst. Finally, Russell Ingle previews the Hamilton event as he looks at his luck changing on the street circuit. It's been our worst round of the whole championship season for some reason. Um, I wish I knew why, but look, you uh, you never, for say never at, uh, at your worst track, you've got to turn around sooner or later. So um, fingers crossed, we're hoping we're, uh, we're going to turn around starting this weekend. Ingle took a big hit in Adelaide and obviously is looking to bounce back with a good result. But hopefully it won't end up the same way as Adelaide and sitting in the fence at a 5.4G crash. Um, we don't want too many of them. I'm killing off enough brain cells as it is, so we don't need to lose anymore. So um, we'll uh, definitely going to be uh, aiming for the podium. Rusty took it easy at the Grand Prix. Was that to protect the car before New Zealand? Race very easy. Um, I mean, we, we knew Andy had a short turnaround to Hamilton. And when you look at some of the other teams like DJR and Kelly Racing, with the amount of substantial damage they rocked out of the Grand Prix with for a non-championship race, and we don't need those sorts of headaches. Do you think V8 supercars should be racing for points at the Grand Prix? It to be championship round. I mean, we couldn't before because we never had a proper pit lane. Now we do have our own pit lane, which works really well, by the way. And I see no reason why they can't. I think it's the next progression. It costs us too much money. It's too much effort to go there uh, and not be a championship round just for a bit of a bit of fluff basically for the F1s. Well Hamilton's pretty hard on car and drivers but do you enjoy racing there? You know because you've got a couple of fast chicanes out the back where the only way you can go fast for them is you've got to smash the car over them as much as you can. It does give the equipment a, a, a hard time but it's very challenging for the driver. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break Randy Corners returns to preview the ITM 400 in Hamilton. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders and on this week's White Flag Lap, it's Randy Corners joining us once again for his race preview. Heading over to the IMT... Heading over to the ITM 400 in Hamilton. And Randy, uh, how do you get on with customs getting into places like New Zealand? Yeah, look, uh, I get on very well. Uh, we've got a mutual respect. I just back it straight into the customs room and, uh, and drop them because I know what's going to happen every time I go to New Zealand, that's for sure. Now, uh, as for the race, it's a race that I haven't actually been to. Believe it or not, I know fans. Get yourself back off the ground, but I have not raced at Hamilton. And if there's one tip that I can say about the Hamilton Street Circuit, get up high. Get high, fans. 
because you can't see over the track otherwise. Now, let's hope that they have picked that little drama over there in uh, Hamilton. But a tip for the race. Look, uh, I guess the Kiwi lads, the uh, the Greg Murphys, uh, the Fabian Coulthards, uh, the Russell Ingalls, you know, those Kiwi guys. Hey, Russell Ingall. He's from South Australia, mate. Talks like a Kiwi. Sure he's not Kiwi? I'm pretty sure. Oh, let's let's say I reckon those Kiwis, they'll own him. They'll take him. Let's uh, let's get him over the uh, Tasman. We don't want him anymore. He's too old. What about, uh, well, the championship at a knife edge? What do you think? Yeah, look, that is going to be very interesting. It's going to be uh, elbows out around the streets of Hamilton because these guys are starting to really mean business. And, uh, and just watching the, the Clutzel 500, you know, the guys, they were uh, still managing to crash into each other a bit and even some of them taking themselves out for whatever reason. Uh, it, it'll be good. I think there'll be lots of front bumpers and rear bumpers and, uh, and doors and bonnets and maybe the odd roof. You never know that's going to have to be repaired. Australia's answer to uh, the Hoff, the Moth. What have you thought of his first year? Yes, the Mothman. Well, you know, the striking young lad as he uh, gets around the pits in his budgies. It's, uh, it's a sight for sore eyes, that's for sure. But the ladies, they don't mind it. He struts his stuff very well. And, you know, it's going to take him a little bit of time. But I've spent a little bit of time in the camper with him and uh, tried to sort some of his little issues out and everything. And uh, we'll, we'll press him on to the front. He'll get there. Now, the Giz, obviously, he's been showing some great speed. Is he going to crack under the pressure? No, well, you know what, I've actually given him a severe pull-through so far this year because after spending quite some time with him also in the camper van uh, up there at Indy, last year he uh, he pressed on very well and and had, uh, I believe, the drive of his life, his career, and I've just got to probably spend a bit more time with him again and, and see if we can't replicate that drive of Indy last year, and I think he could actually be a man to watch over in Hamilton. Now, you were telling me beforehand that you, they were giving you a bit of trouble getting the camper van in New Zealand. Yes, they are. They are. They're actually, because it actually spends a fair bit of time in a lot of paddocks and everything, that the, uh, the content in under the uh, chassis rails and everything, uh, just being of the smelly variety, that I, I literally can't clean it enough that customs will let it into the country, which is very disappointing. It's one of the only countries that the camper van hasn't been to. And at this stage right now, as we go to press, it doesn't look like it's going. I'm bitterly disappointed. Randy, always a pleasure to catch up with you, and we look forward to getting your Barbagello preview as we get close to the event. Stick around. This is going to get exciting. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. My thanks there to Randy Corners. On this week's White Flag Chart, we speak to Bargs about his new sponsorship deal and the move to BJR, along with plenty more. Next up, Jacob Black and Lachlan Mansell will be along. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. 
To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week on the show, the voice of Winton Motor Raceway, Lachlan Mansell. Good evening, Lockie. Good evening, Craig. And also from speed.com.au, speedtv.com.au. I think I got it wrong the first time. It is Jacob Black. And Jacob, how are those long nights and early mornings going, keeping us all informed with what's going on in the world of motorsport? They are sensational. I don't think I ever have as much fun as I have when I'm sitting in front of a TV at my desk watching (laughs) motorsport and writing race reports. Yes, and the Aussies are doing pretty well if we uh, look at last weekend's uh, IndyCars as just some of an example. Of course, uh, well, you can see it all at Speed TV. And uh, thank goodness for Will Power because everyone else is getting punted off the track. (laughs) Well, talking about getting punted off the track, it's another street race this weekend, Lockie, and that normally brings a lot of carnage in Hamilton. Yeah, it does. And over the last few years, we have seen a number of incidents on the Hamilton street circuit. But this year, there might not be so many incidents because the controversial tyre bundles in that high-speed chicane in the middle of the back straight, they've actually been removed. They're putting timing loops in the road like what they had at the Clipsville 500 to track if drivers are shortcutting that chicane. And that was really successful, Jacob. All the drivers speaking after the event saying that these timing loops are definitely the way to go and uh, it was very easy for them to follow. If they've cut the corner, they get a warning, two warnings, three warnings. Fourth time, you're driving through pit lane. Yeah, it was. I thought it was a really good system with the warnings. I'm, I'm still a big... Uh, I, my, I still believe that you should just let them give, a, give the curb an absolute smashing and if they want to punch their uprights through their firewalls and then let them do whatever they want to do. But it was a good system. One of the cool things about it was Craig Lowndes saying at the end of the race, hey, I've got two up my sleeve. I haven't done it. I've only done it once all race. I've got two free passes added up my sleeve. So that gives him an opportunity to have a bit of a crack and and make some time through that section of the race late in the race. And I actually think that's kind of cool tactical advantage and, and a good way to play it. If, if we can keep a system like that where drivers can be conservative for those shoot canes early on and that gives them a bit more opportunity to push towards the end of the race when it really starts to matter. Mm. I'm it's, a big fan of that sort it's of a, byproduct of that whole thing. Lucky, it's a bit like the push-to-pass button in some of the other series we see. Yeah, I agree with Jacob's points there is that it brings some strategy into the equation but overall it's also just a fairer system of monitoring whether or not drivers are gaining an advantage for shortcutting the corner because previously you would rely on sector marshals and it's down to their observation and the reports that they give back to race control and you also ended up with messy situations with tyre bundles in certain situations being dragged onto the racetrack and causing safety car interventions. With this new system it's a lot fairer, a lot safer and I think it promotes better racing as well. Mm. Now on Tuesday of this week, FPR headed down to Christchurch to have a look at some of the, uh, well, some of the destruction down there. A lot of the other teams have been doing fundraising and obviously V8 Supercars as a whole, Jacob, have been showing their support of Christchurch and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many uh, how many references we have across the weekend to the uh, earthquake disasters there. Yeah, it is and it's, it's probably been overshadowed a little bit by the events in, in Japan. I think FPR or, or I think Mark Winterbottom said 
something similar along those lines. So it's good that the event's on and it's good that there is that much support. Obviously, New Zealand's a big market for, for our sport. Um, they show a lot of support to us, so it's really great that we can give, you know, as a sport as a whole, can give a little bit back. And, um, you know, I think it's a really great thing that Ford's gone down. I'm sure there's some people there that, that can do with the... Um, with the emotional lift that's involved with that and obviously the, the financial lift that, that will hopefully come with people digging into their wallets a bit as well with the increased exposure. Mm. It's Gas and Go time on the V8 Insiders. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8 Race Experience. Find out how you can drive at Bathurst this Easter at v8race.com.au. So we know the drill. Three minutes for these five questions. Lachlan Mansell. Frosty reaches 100 starts this weekend. How do you rate his career? I'd say that Frosty Winsbottom is a driver with unfulfilled potential. I'd say that out of all the drivers in the current V8 supercar field, he's probably the best driver with neither a Bathurst win or a championship under his belt, and he definitely has the ability to achieve both of those objectives, but he hasn't actually done so just yet. So, um... Still, still in with a chance this year for sure, but definitely a very talented driver who, whose time will come. Jacob? Oh, I think, lucky you've been reading my notes. I, I reckon um, Mark Winterbottom is a blisteringly quick driver, a really talented driver who I, I think, and it's, it's sorry to say it, but he's been really badly let down by, um, by what's around him and what's underneath him. Actually, probably more what's around him more than what's underneath him. I think the car's quick, but I think there's been some some weird things that's happened in pit lane with that team over the years, and um, and that's really cost Mark Winterbottom, and that's a, that's a big tragedy. All right, one minute for the first question. This isn't going well. Bugs' new sponsor, Jacob, is this going to be the catalyst of better results? That team's going really well at the moment in the first part of the year. They've got enough speed already. I don't think it's going to have any real impact um, I think that it's only a matter of time before Barg starts dropping some more top 10s and top 5s anyway. I think the new spots will give Jason Barguana a bit more confidence. As Jacob mentioned, the team already has shown a lot of pace throughout 2011 and I think Barg's actually notched up the lap record in the opening event of the year at Abu Dhabi on the sprint tyres. So what he has now is the confidence to be able to push harder and know that if maybe he does have a bit of a bingle here and there, then the team have got the funding to be able to repair any damage. Now, Lockie, will the... uh carnage be as high at Hamilton because it's a championship round as it was at Melbourne where there was nothing on offer in the way of points? Surprisingly I would have to say that no I don't think that the carnage at Hamilton will be as bad as it was in Melbourne because there was just particularly in that last race with Craig Lowndes, Rick Kelly and Stephen Johnson incident that was a, a big big incident so i would be very surprised if we got another really big incident like that for the second event in a row more little crashes and hopefully no no repeat of that big massive shunt mm. well two people that have been announced as enduro drivers for season 2011 are marcus marshall and michael patrizzi who would you rather be i'd rather be paired with marcus marshall that's a great answer there from Jacob. Yes, I'd rather be paired with Marcus Marshall, and I think I'd probably rather be Marcus Marshall as well because driving for a two-car, well-established team like Gary Rogers Motorsport is probably more likely to achieve a better result than a single-car privateer operation like Triple L, 
triple F racing. Now, Lockie, will the New Zealand V8 Super Touring cars that have been launched recently offer up opportunities for Australian drivers to come over and try their hand at a new new series in New Zealand? Possibly in the future, Craig, but as far as I understand, there are only 16 seats available in that series at the moment, and most of them are already taken, so... The shop's pretty much shut if you want to get involved in that series at the moment. Well, that's Gas and Go for another week. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8 Race Experience. Find out how you can drive at Bathurst this Easter at v8race.com.au. We'll be back with plenty more right after this. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders as we continue our chat about Hamilton and the ITM 400 as Lachlan Mansell, the voice of Winton, and also from E! News, and also Jacob Black from speedtv.com.au is with me, Craig Ravel. And, uh, and Lockie, we've seen Mark Webber in Melbourne have uh, so much pressure on him, it makes it very hard to perform. Is that the same problem and the same frustration we're going to see from Shane Van Gisbergen, and Greg Murphy and uh, Fabian Coulthard and the others of that uh, long white cloud ilk? Yeah, there's always lots of expectation on the New Zealand drivers at their home event. In the past, some of the very patriotic New Zealand supporters have been rewarded for their support and their loyalty for their uh, New Zealand drivers, particularly you think back to Greg Murphy dominating all those Pukekohe rounds in the early part of last decade especially, but I think this weekend probably Shane Van Gisbergen you would have to say is the best chance for a New Zealand driver to chalk up a race win um, but don't count out Fabian Coulthard either because he's been very consistent throughout the opening two events in this year's series and he's currently fifth on the points table Jacob, what is your thoughts on how the New Zealanders will fare at home? Well, I agree with that. I mean, one of the other things about um, Fabian Coulthard is that he was, I think, fourth and ninth last year. So he's he's got some good finishes notched up on the track there. Shane Van Gisbergen's had a bit of luck. And that Stone Brothers team has got so much speed early on in in 2011. So, you know, it's probably his best chance so far to go and post up a good time and in qualifying and then and then have a really great race result. He's obviously been caught up in some incidents uh, last year, getting you know buried in that wall in the wall on in the opening laps there. So um, you know I think there's a lot of people in New Zealand and in Australia who really want to see Shane Van Gisbergen get up and notch up a race win in, in Hamilton. And I think that the maturity that he's shown. Uh, last year and this year, and the growth of him sort of as a mature race driver um, means that he'll probably be able to deal with a lot of that pressure a lot better than he might have been in years past. Uh, So I'd I'd be banking on him for at least a podium. 
Well, what about this? V8 Supercars taking over the running of the Hamilton event, Jacob. Do you think that's going to make a big difference to what we're going to see on track? Uh, on track, probably not. No. Off track, yeah, I think that they've already sort of have upped the ante in terms of uh, the off track entertainment and, and what goes on there. I think that event's always always been fairly well run and I think that it's got a good fan base and, and I just can't see... Um, that changing. Hopefully numbers will be up a little bit this year. Mm, Lockie? I think the big beneficiaries will definitely be the trackside spectators. V8 supercars have a lot of experience now at running racing events and that comes down to everything from making sure that the grandstands and the super screens are in the best possible positions, making sure that the facilities are up to scratch. So I think the trackside fans who go along to watch the racing are going to be the big winners out of V8 supercars taking over the promotion and the administration of the event. Well, since we've been at Hamilton, we've only seen two winners, Garth Dander and Jamie Winkup. Do you think, Lockie, that we'll see a new winner's name on the trophy, on the Mark Porter trophy? To be honest, I think it's going to be very difficult to beat Jamie Winkup because he's just right at the top of his game at the moment. And I think there are some drivers who probably can beat him. Garth Tad is one of them. Mark Winterbottom's another one. Shane Van Gisbergen's got the uh, ability to beat Winkup as well. But, you know, when a driver's on top of their game... You know, the level that Jamie Winkup's driving at the moment, it can be very hard to beat them, especially once they get on a roll. And you just sense that Jamie Winkup is really on a roll at the moment. It's interesting there, Jacob, because Lockie didn't mention the defending V8 Supercar champion, James Courtney, at all. No, he didn't. And um, and I guess that's probably because Courtney, I mean, you could argue that he was a little bit absent at Clipsil, but um, oh, look, I... I wouldn't have rated either of the Toll HRC guys at Hamilton this year. I, I would have thought it was going to be a win cup. I'm, I'm, my prediction is a win cup walkover, and um, hopefully that can, you know, hopefully that doesn't eventuate. But I think that's what's going to happen. Well, we know if it does happen, it'll be the headline on the website, won't it? <laughs> that's right, win cup walkover. It's TM copyright. <laughs> Guys, anything else, anyone we should be watching from the back of the field? Is the Moff going to get through a race without tearing stuff up or are we going to see someone like Triple F Racing, Tony D'Alberto or uh, or even Carl Reinler surprise us? Oh, yeah, there's two drivers, Craig, that I'm going to have my eye on this weekend and they are Lee Holdsworth and Steve Owen. They're both currently outside the top 20 in the V8 Supercar Championship but you would think that with their driving ability, they should be a fair bit higher up than that. They've both endured tough starts to the season. Both of them found their way into the wall at Turn 8 in Adelaide, and they'll both be looking to make amends. So I think watch out for some top results from those guys. Jacob? Um, oh, Tim Slade, uh, I know he's probably a little bit further up the front of the field than what we're talking about, but Tim Slade's a, a bloke that's been really good to watch this year. Um, and had some bad luck, but but some really good pace. So I think Tim Slade will do well, and there will still be people that are still surprised by him. Um, uh, Warren Luff and Steve Owen, yeah, probably more Warren Warren Luff to do something really exciting and interesting. If Steve Owen's in the top ten, frankly, that's where he should be in the equipment that he's in and the speed that he's shown before. So that won't really be a surprise. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, that's and Paul Umbrell, obviously, but we've. We're used to seeing him up the pointy end now as well. Mm. 
Jacob and Lockie, pleasure to have you back on the show and uh, look forward to uh, seeing how everything rolls out at Hamilton this weekend. Yes, thanks very much for having me on the show, Craig, and look forward to talking to you again soon. On the White Flag Lab, we hear from Bargs about his new sponsorship deal, leaving Kelly's and plenty more. I hope you stay with us. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Well, Bargs, it's great to have you back here on the show on the White Flag Lap. Last time we spoke was in Tasmania and we were talking about your model and your future with Kelly Racing. It came to an end at the end of last year. It's changed. Had sponsors lined up, sponsors ready to go, and uh, they went broke on us in the middle of January. So we just had to do what we can and turn things around. Were you already leaving Kelly's at that stage? Uh, not not towards the end of last year. We sort of had a two-year agreement, but things changed with our sponsor, and obviously the Kellys found a, a new sponsor with the, uh, the the Pepsi situation there. So that's what um, that's what you know opened the door up for us to join Brad Jones, which isn't something that we're un, unhappy with. I can assure you, we're quite happy with the uh, the idea of joining these guys. How big a difference is the organisation Brad Jones Racing to Kelly Racing? Look, when you're from the outside, obviously the Kelly Racing. Uh, race team is very impressive. I mean, the, the factory unit and the people, the staff, the professionalism is, is, you know, obviously very good. What I like about the Brad Jones Racing is whilst they're in a completely different type, shared environment, if you like, um, the people there are fantastic and the relationship that I've got with the guys and the team is uh, is certainly better than I had at, at Kelly Racing last year. So well, what I really think is uh, the important factor in being successful in this pit lane is about having the right people uh, working on the right at the right time on the on the on the car. So for for us, I think we've got that now at uh, Brad Jones. Now, obviously, Brad Jones puts a lot into the fact that they're based up in Albury. They're a country team, and uh, they're the only non-metropolitan team in the series. And you've pulled in a fairly big new non-metropolitan sponsor for your car for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's right. We've been fortunate to be able to, um, as I say, we had the situation in January where one of my sponsors went broke and. And uh, obviously, we then put us in a position where we had to find someone else to to, to um, run the car, and, and it's worked out really well for us because one of the sponsors that I've had for the last few years, uh, who's obviously uh, been a big part of my career over the last few years, from the minis right through Sprint Gas, obviously at Kelly's last year, uh, and they're on board for this year. I spent a couple of months evaluating the program to see whether they could step up, and they uh, they came back with a positive answer. So. They've uh, made that decision to step up to naming rights sponsor, and that's uh, a local building and uh, development, commercial residential uh, development company uh, in Warrigal, which is uh, Jana Living. So it's, it's quite exciting to have them on board, and um, and you know the car looks fantastic and nice, bright and orange, so you won't miss it. Of course, heading off to New Zealand's the first chance we'll get to see the car on the racetrack. Is Warrigal going to be uh, heading across to New Zealand and joining you in Hamilton? Yeah, look, it's obviously. Um, yeah, one of those things is a lot of support in our local area, so it's uh, it's very important to to have that support. But there's there is a few people going over to watch the event, so it's going to be quite exciting. I think that to have the new sponsor on board to be uh, to launching the car last week in the middle of Warrigal, we had around 500 odd people turn up, and we had to shut one of the streets down because the people were were um, 
bulging off the uh, footpath out onto the road, so the, the police had to come down and shut one of the roads to, to make it safe for everybody. So no, it went, went really well, and we're very excited about what's to come. Now, John Castle, who's the head of Yana Living, is uh, uh, very excited about being involved with you. And uh, it's interesting because this is a second time now that you've been able to bring a sponsor that has been a, a, a partner of yours up into full naming rights on a V8 supercar. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, we've obviously enjoyed good relationships with a, a number of different sponsors over the years. I was actually just having a conversation today about a photo shoot we're going to do with 21 years now has been sponsored by Arrow Helmets. So we obviously work very hard to ensure that we have long-term relationships and we deliver for our package. So to be able to have John, he started out as a very small sponsor in our mini program back in 08 and uh, and has stepped up over the last couple of years to this year where he's, he's taken that significant step. So I think it's... And, and he did it with a, the thought that they can see the benefit for their business. So that's you know, been great for us. It's been great for John. John was a an original old speedway boy. I think he won the, the B-grade championship in the local speedway back in the mid-70s. So he, he loves the sport. He loves the racing. Uh, he often goes to the races. So, no, it's been very exciting. We talked a lot uh, in Tasmania when our listeners last heard us chat about your model of V8 supercar racing. And uh, I guess this will have reaffirmed your commitment to the way you and, and Deb, your wife, have been working. Yeah, look, I mean, we, we obviously, you know, made the decision not to buy a licence, which a lot of other guys have over the last few years. To buy a licence is a massive, uh, a massive step forward. You really need to have that lot of capital behind you. And we made the decision, let's let's try and secure the sponsorship to be able to have a little bit of control as uh, in our future. So we've done that over the last few years. We've, we've worked very hard. We build relationships and, and hopefully it will um, put us in a good position for the next few years to come. What can we expect from Brad Jones Racing and, of course, Team BOC, Yana Living at Hamilton? Well, I think that uh, there's evidence this year that the car's very fast. We've, we've obviously got the lap record in, in Abu Dhabi and, and um, we were very competitive in Adelaide until I got taken out by uh, Todd Kelly, unfortunately, in race two there. So I think there's no doubt that we've got a competitive package. And I think that Jason Richards drove the car at the Grand Prix. Obviously, it was a good weekend for him and... And it showed that there's definitely some um, some you know, good car speed there. He was uh, running second in race two there, and I think that we can go to New Zealand realistically with a shot at being a top six car, maybe even better. Who knows? We might even be able to crack a podium. Well, Bargs, we wish you all the very best for the rest of the year, and congratulations with the new sponsorship on board. I guess it gives you a lot of uh, a confidence and security going through the rest of this year. Yeah, thanks very much, and look forward to talking to you during the course of the year. My thanks to Barks there, also to Lachlan Mansell and Jacob Black as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.